Hello and welcome. Coming to you from the podcast studio, I'm Josh. And I'm John, and I've got a toxic waste sour candy in my mouth, and I'm not even I'm not even making a face right now. Ugh, my mouth gels are hurting just thinking about it. Hey, you're about to have one too, fella. But this is the Geek ETC Podcast, where we dive into all things you can geek out about. Hello, friend. Well, howdy. Welcome back. Another day. Another dollar? Hopefully. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see how much. So you mentioned there in the intro these toxic waste candies. You've you've brought some Yeah. for me to try. I've never had one of these. Yeah, so a little background. I mean, there's this show that my wife and I would watch on YouTube. I forget. It's one of those like... The this other country tries the other people's snacks type of thing, and it's usually celebrities, and it's like American celebrity, like a or, reaction kind of type of deal. Yeah, they'll be like a Swedish celebrity and a British celebrity, and they'll be trying each other's snacks, and a lot of American celebrities, and they always have like the toxic waste is one of the American candies, like it's like a ubiquitous thing that we are supposed to eat all the time. Really? But they, did Americans just like sour candies? Well, I think we do. I mean, we do. I mean, like warheads, warheads and sour and... patch kids, and all that kind of stuff. Sour, sour gummy worms, but. This one, it was weird for me because I was like, well, I love sour things, you know, and I've never had this and I've never seen it in a store. So my wife for Father's Day, any of our Instagram followers can see she got me some stuff that we had like seen on that show before and I was super psyched about it. Tried some of these. They're pretty sour. I don't know if they're the most extreme sour thing I've ever had, but I thought you'd like it. But normally um, the celebrities can't handle it. Only seen like one person who was like, "Oh, that's that's proper good," you know, like really, yeah. So they just it's just too too much for them. Yeah, you know, for for our UK followers, or I, I had Vimto, which is like this berry ish Venmo Vimto. Oh. I had like a, and then I had Solo, which is a um like lemon soda from Australia. Oh, that was delicious. Vimto, I was like hit or miss on. I don't think. I mean, I had it cold. I don't know. It was. Right. I mean, it definitely wasn't bad. I've definitely seen, wasn't uh, bad. I have to look it up what kind of sodas they are, but there's there's this one brand of sodas that they make like ridiculous stuff. Um, and I, I might have to see if I can get a hold of some of them, and we can do some. Oh, some, not like the ones like ranch or whatever. Yeah, it's, I can't, it, it, it's, no, it's like I, I'm not drinking ranch so soda. I, I, I'll pass on the ranch. I'll, I'll I'll see if I could find some maybe that are like kind of weird, but not like. I, mean, I just don't want to just drink something gross. It's like those uh, those jelly bellies that are just like the nasty ones, yeah. like booger and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like, why don't I don't want to risk testing it? No, I know. I, I don't want to try that or, or grass, fresh cut grass. I don't know. Those those things are always weird. The, the ones that get me are the ones that are like always like the super spicy things, and they just spring it on people. I remember I was watching a, a boxing oh. match one time with some with some fellas, and all these guys are, are Mexican guys. They you know they own Mexican restaurants, and so. They had pizza, they had pepperoni pizza, and they okay. had cut some habaneros into thin slices, and then like put oh. it like there was like two or it was like a roulette thing. There was like two or three slices that underneath each slice of pepperoni was a habanero. Oh God! And so that was a that was a fun trip. I got one of them. Really? Yeah. See, I, I that is one thing I like. I can deal with a little sour stuff, but like I I don't do spice. Uh, I hate. I know you do. Yeah, yeah. I've just never. I I, well, I say that, but like, 
I, I've, I've become a little more accustomed to them as I've gotten a little older. Like I can deal with, like I've tried some like uh, Asian food and stuff that has like a little bit of some hints there and it's not too bad, but I can kind of deal with it. But like, I don't want to sweat while I'm eating. Yeah. I don't like sweating anyways. Yeah. You know, the day. So if my forehead's like getting hot because I'm eating food, like yeah. eating food's supposed to be enjoyable and that takes some of that out of it for me. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't mind sweating or getting hot from it. Like if it's like a warmness, it's just when it destroys your tongue. So like I can do pretty hot stuff like Thai food or like, you know, Nashville fried chicken or something like that. But once they, they're like ghost peppers, I don't like. Oh, or like the, yeah, like the Reaper stuff. Yeah. Any of that kind I of don't thing. like the taste of it. Right. Like oh, the okay. other stuff like this soup, you know, cayenne and other stuff like with like the sugar and the sweetness with the salt and then also the excessive heat. I like that. But when it's ghost pepper, it makes it more acrid and that's just not what I'm into. Right. Yeah. I've, I've never tried any ghost pepper stuff and I don't have any intention to. Oh man. We, I don't know that we'll be doing the one chip challenge on, I, on this podcast. Don't never say never. Cause if we get enough patrons, I think, I oh, think you're going to be like a, a, a patron goal. Sort patron. Of thing. Oh no. <laughs> we start getting into the Patreon goals where they're yeah. like having us, do crazy stuff. Well, well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. All right, so I'm putting it off though. So we got this toxic waste. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it right now. So I've got lemon. You got blue raspberry. Um, okay. They're like a little gummy. It says, read it one more time. What does it say on there, Josh? Well, I've kind of ripped the package. Uh, but it basically says, don't eat more than one at a time, or it'll destroy your. It mouth. says, caution: consuming more than one within a within a short period of time may cause irritation to mouth. Sensitive ind- individuals should not consume this product. All right, so and this is about to be a crime to your taste buds, maybe, but you ready? One, two, three. And go. That's not bad to me. Okay. Hasn't hit yet. Mm. Hmm. Not bad. Tastes like a warhead. Mm-hmm. It's really not that bad. All the people from, like, the UK and stuff that try this stuff are like, or, you know, even celebrities, like American celebrities are like, really? Yeah. I used to eat those shockers things till my tongue bled, so... I'm already to the sweet part. Like, I feel like the sour's gone. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. Now, there is a little sour piece in the middle. Oh. We could get like an umeboshi plum. Have you ever heard of those? Mm-mm. It's like the most sour like food ever. Really? Hmm. Oh, my God. When you go to Japan. There we go. True. So, this is... I mean, yeah. Like, that wasn't any worse than any warhead I had. Like, I feel like warheads when, I, when we were kids... I feel like words when we were kids were like, I mean, it may have just been my kid taste buds mm-hmm. that were, you know, unaccustomed to sour things. So they were that much more sour. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have any perspective. But this doesn't seem any worse than any of those. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I agree. Did warheads have warnings on them? No. We don't need warnings. True. When we're children. Yeah, All no, right. that's just, it yeah, just that's tastes good. That's just good. Yeah. I'm glad you like it. Hmm. It's a good little sour candy. You need to find some other. Uh, interesting snacks to to try. Well, like I just brought up, though, you're going to be taking a trip to Japan in October, which I am very excited for. And they are uh, known for their variety in cool snacks and candies and yes. treats and all sorts of stuff. Well, and I had some of theirs. So they, my wife got me a. Um, bag of like those, they're like some gummy things that were supposed to be sour, but they were, I'm talking zero sour. Like even oh, really? a child would say they're zero sour. Huh. So it was like gummy jelly belly things. Gummy jelly belly. 
gummy jelly bears. I don't know. I have some actually uh, Japanese gummy peach things in the kitchen. In there. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you're a big peach guy. I am. I am a big peach guy. Peaches. Peaches probably. It might be my favorite flavor of like. I guess just flavor that you could have in things, whether it be like hmm. sodas or candy or just food. Are you a peach Fanta guy in a glass bottle? I mean, I don't really drink Fanta, period, but just because all the sugar in it. Well, sure, but sure. I'm just saying, like, that's like If a, I had to pick a Fanta. Pe- peach knee high. Oh, peach I was going to say, like, knee high is probably knee what you're talking about. But it's, it's that, pretty good. That, has cr- that crossed the line in that it's, like, it's too sweet that I can't enjoy it. Yeah. But, um, uh, uh, recently, uh, you know, on our Instagram, posted those photos of that uh, UFO um, festival. Oh, yeah, that's right. That happened around here in uh, Spruce Pine. And went to that with my wife and my mom. We went and checked it out. And they had this little, it's like a food truck, but they just sold slushies. That would be a slushy truck, Josh. You're right. And it seemed like it was made for the three of us. Really? Because he had three flavors. It was a peach. Which I was like, uh, yes. Yes. It was Cheerwine, which my wife was like, yes, because she loves Cheerwine. And then there was a um, Muscadine grape Oh, wow. Slush, so perfect for which, your mom. Yeah, my mom yeah. loved the Muscadine stuff, and, too. And for those who aren't aware, especially our listeners from, like, that aren't in the South, especially North Carolina, and who are overseas, Cheerwine is like this, it's a cherry-ish soda. It's like a spicy cherry Soda. Spicy cherry soda. Similar to like, you know, if you know Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pibb or. Yeah, somewhere in that vein, somewhere in that, like in the lines of that. And because it it confused me when I first moved here, I remember going to a wrestling tournament and um, we were stopped at a McDonald's on the way back and there was like cheer wine in the soda fountain. I was like, you guys can just get wine in the soda fountain in, in the South? Like, what is this nonsense? And they're like, no, you silly goose. That's not it. It's not wine. It's just soda. Just soda. Um, well, that's cool. But yeah. Man. So yeah, peaches. Peaches where it's at. Well, for you at least. So tell me more about that. The uh, thing that you went to. But yeah, we. Uh, they have, like, basically they had like the main street closed down through Spruce Pine, and this is in North Carolina again, and uh, not a big city. No, no, very uh, little little town. But they had the whole street kind of closed down, and there was like over 150 vendors, just little booths set up. And they were all selling stuff, a lot of little geodes and crystals and things, but a lot of just, a lot of handmade, alien-inspired stuff. Either like a mm. lot of crocheted things, which my wife thought was cool. Um, a lot of metal art, like things just like uh, pieced together from different metal plates and stuff. Some interesting origami things but instead of paper it was made out of like soda cans hmm very interesting yeah so i had never seen that look like they'd be sharp and you could throw them like a ninja star um cause that's how that works um but yeah there was just a lot of uh a lot of different t-shirts and clothes and different things too and then they they had another thing where they actually had you know speakers go uh, like kind of give the conference sort of thing where there's different prominent speakers from the ufo community i guess but you had to pay like 40 bucks to get into that, and we didn't want to do that. We didn't yeah. want to be there all day. Gross. And you know that some of those, like, it's spruce pine. It's probably, you know, it's not like. Yeah, I didn't really do much research into the people. I basically looked to see if, like, Graham Hancock was on it, and he wasn't. So I was like, eh. Yeah. Well, you, did did you see that? So here where we are, we live at North Carolina, there was supposed to be a big summit where they were talking about 
a lot of things. The Cosmic like Summit. The Cosmic Summit. And Graham Hancock did not, he, he bailed on it. Yeah, he backed out of there. I guess uh, he had some stuff against some of the people that the were. The people who were like putting on the actual event. Yeah, I guess that there was some, that he wasn't, they were doing something that he didn't really agree with. I didn't really, again, investigate that that much as well either, but. Yeah, I, I we couldn't afford the tickets for it, so it's okay either way. You could watch the live stream for like forty bucks or something, which I was gonna do, but oh. I guarantee you there was a lot of people that got refunded on their tickets. Probably so because yeah. of him not being there. Probably so. Um, I th- was Randall Carlson still staying? Yeah. Okay, he was still there. So I know. love that guy. He's like a just a jolly old dude. I know he's like a geologist Santa. Yeah, <laughs> sacred geometry geologist Santa. Um. Well, circling back, because I brought up your Japanese trip, your Japan, My, your Japanese trip, your trip to the, to, to the island of where the Japanese live. Land of the rising sun. Land of the rising sun. And because um, I'll talk about where I'm going here in a couple weeks. And then, oh, yeah, you got a vacation coming I up. I do. And then obviously your trip to Japan, we've mentioned it, I think, in probably the first episode we ever did. A few of them, really. Definitely. And... Because I think it's so neat. So Josh is going to Japan in October for two weeks total, right? Three. Three weeks total, which I think, you know, that's something you got. If you're going overseas, I think obviously price point is a huge deal. And Josh is poor people. I know you've been saving up for it. You and your wife both. I think that I will give full credit to my wife. Um, She put in on godly unbearable hours at her job like mm-hmm. so much overtime so many days picked up was like just uh, i don't know she's just amazing and just and she worked enough to basically pay for almost the whole thing i mean obviously i'm obviously saving up and helping where i can um but yeah she would just work so much extra stuff because she's the type that She'd rather have, like, if there's some event planned, she'd rather have everything done, planned, paid for, and scheduled, like, a year in advance. And so she that's a year that she doesn't have to stress over it, doesn't have to think about it, and can just use that time to kind of plan other little events. Yep. And so because of that, she worked, like, the entire month of, like, January or February or something. Like, I think she had, like, two days off the entire month. Wow. But got enough, like, extra overtime and whatnot to basically pay for the trip. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thanks to her. Yep. Thank you, wife. If you if you're listening to this, if you're you have wel- the if you have the time. You're welcome. That was scary. That was. <laughs> but uh, <coughs> yeah, we're actually going there for three. Yeah, like you you were saying, we're going there for three weeks, and we both kind of thought that it's our both our first times out of the country, and so to go to such a a foreign place like that, we kind of figured like it's going to take a week to even get your bearings. Yeah. Cause you're in a whole new world essentially. So it's going to take that long a week just to even get your bearings. You know how just society operates there, you know, mm-hmm. like what it's like to use public transit as your primary means of transportation or just walking places, you know, kind of finding the best way to translate the language and just how to operate day to day Yeah, you know, to find food, you know, to communicate what you want and everything and make your way back to the hotel and everything. So there's going to be a lot of that that is going to happen in the first week. And then, you know, we'll need a little time after that to really kind of sightsee and enjoy and do the things we want to do. One of the things I've thought was so interesting in in what you're doing with this has been you going on to Google Earth and going from your hotel on Street View 
and literally just walking around. So you're, when you get there, you're not going to be super confused. And I think that is so smart. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I kind of approached it the same way I would like a video game. How like, you know, when you, when you put enough hours into GTA five or something, you're just driving around that city and, you know, walking around and stuff, you, you begin to learn that city. Like there's certain games that like I could picture, you know, almost every nook and cranny of certain maps from different games and stuff. Just because you've been in them, you spent so many hours walking around them and, and being living in that world. And so I've kind of tried to similarly just put myself virtually in the streets of Japan around our hotel and in Tokyo and just, yeah, would go through street view and like go block by block kind of going out, you know, or I'd like, you know, start a hotel and I would just go out the door and go right and just follow that road. And then as I'm going, like go to the next intersection, intersection, kind of stop and look around, zoom in on read signs, you know, see what's there. If there's a building that looks like it has stuff, I'll search it and find out, you know, it's a shopping mall and they've got like eight floors of shops inside of it and then just do that. But then, and then, you know, do it another day, but go left and see what is that way. And yeah, I've just been kind of virtual sightseeing and just try and familiarize myself with it. Okay. Yeah. See, I think that's so smart. I agree with your, with your video game analogy there. It does make a lot. I mean, I could get around Grand Theft Auto. Like if I could get around, uh, San Andreas pretty well right now, I think, you know, even though I've not played in a long time, you know, I could tell you, yeah, like I I know which way would be to the beach. I know. Right. To the airport. Exactly. Right. So yeah, I'm very much, I'm a big kind of like map map person. I I enjoy looking at, at maps and I have a pretty good sense of direction when it comes to things like that and honestly i feel like a big part of that is the amount of map looking i've done again through video games you know so many everything you play has a map in it and you have to know how to orient yourself and so just the again countless hours i spent in how many games you know orienting yourself you know looking at maps plotting directions and coordinates and objectives and making your way to them things like skyrim or fallout yeah. Any of these open world games, they all have that stuff. And so I've just spent enough time looking at maps that, you know, looking at the map of Japan is just a new, a new map for me to explore. Wow. Have you, uh, what are you going to do for fast travel? Uh, fast travel will be, uh, bicycle rickshaw rickshaw. They don't have rickshaws there. Yeah, they do. Do they really? Yeah. In Japan? Yes. Interesting. Okay. I, I thought that was more of like a Southeast Asian thing. Like, no, the, 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 the fast travel will just be taking a train. Which, oh, the bullet train or something like that? Well, we won't be taking the bullet train anywhere. That's, really? That's what you need to take. Like, if you're traveling to other parts of Japan, yeah. down to like Osaka or Kyoto or Hokkaido, any of those places, if you want to get there in a reasonable time, you take you get on the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train. Mm. And there's a few of them, but that... that Gets you, you know, those are going like 300 miles an hour. Yeah. So those get you, you know, that's what you used to travel around different parts of the country. But we're, for three weeks there, because there's enough to do there, we're pretty much staying right within the greater Tokyo era area. And it's kind of surrounding little uh, town stuff. That's awesome. So we'll, we'll be taking just like buses and the, you know, smaller trains that go in and around the city and stuff, but we won't be getting on the bullet train itself probably boy our instagrams can be popping off oh I, I, the amount of pictures i'm going to take yeah you know I, i'm i plan on documenting so much of this trip yes for sure oh you have to yeah because it's such an expensive thing to do and then you know it's 
<clears throat> hopefully it's not like a once in a lifetime trip. No, we, you know? we definitely want to like go back and then on that next trip, you know, in who knows how many years, but then the next one do the actual exploring different locations in the country. Yeah. You know, like have it instead of staying in one place for three weeks, you know, stay in like Osaka for like two or three days then Kyoto for three or four days and then another place for a few more days kind of thing and just go to see the different uh, provinces and, and different uh, prefectures of Japan. What's your first restaurant you're going to hit up? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I can already tell you. All right. Well, actually, technically, it's not really a restaurant, but the first place we'll probably get food is uh, either a 7-Eleven or Lawson's, so convenience mm, stores. Gotcha. Because we're going to get there our first night in the evening. Probably, like, by the time we get our flight lands, we get through, you know, customs and immigration and the airport stuff. Maybe do some, like, money exchange things. You know, get the portable Wi-Fi hotspot. Send our luggage to the hotel. Like, there's a lot of steps. By the time we get done with all that, it'll probably be close to 7 o'clock in the evening. And, you know, a lot of that depends on how tired or jet lagged we are. Mm -hmm. But so that first night, we'll probably be just kind of getting to our hotel, setting up home base. And then within walking distance is a convenience store. I believe it's a Lawson's. So we'll probably just walk down there. And their convenience stores have amazing food, apparently. Yeah. Like pre-made little bento boxes and stuff that are all like so much better than anything we had. The like soggy hot dogs we have here. Hey, they're they're on rollers. They're not in boil. Listen here, fella. Our <laughs> some of them are good. I'm sure our There's hot Nathan's. dogs are on rollers here in the United States of America. They're tasty. They're delicious. You just don't want to give them a chance. Mm. It probably still doesn't compare to the sushi that they have. You don't want you don't want some taquitos <laughs> some from t- taquitos. You don't want some taquitos from from the the hot box inside the inside the gas station. No, I'm, I'll pass on the taquitos. Okay. Well, you have your bento box. I'll, I'll be, I'll snarf some taquitos down. Yeah. But that'll probably be our uh, first, like the first night we're going to, like I said, we'll make home base and we'll kind of just go down there, raid the convenience store for some essentials kind of thing. And then probably just walk around the block, you know, around our hotel, just that first evening, just to kind of again, orient ourselves, see what's around us, just grasp the fact of even being on the other side of the planet. Yeah. You know, that's, going to be a thing mm-hmm. but then the next day our first thing that Cardi kind of decided is right again within walking distance maybe a quarter mile from us is a big multi-floor shopping mall called rocks rox and in there they have a, a, a sushi or a conveyor belt sushi restaurant oh, killer yeah i think it's called akuda or yeah akuda sushi or something like that and yeah they have the thing where you go in like you don't even talk to anybody you just uh you pay at the front and you, or you don't pay at the front, but you uh, basically check in and you get a little ticket that spits out and says, you're at table 27. <clears throat> so you just go find 27 and sit down and there's like a big iPad and it plays a little animation of some like uh, anime characters and stuff and talks about this game you can play after putting in so many plates. But then you just, it has, has a menu. It just has pictures of all like pages and pages of all the stuff. And so you just click on it and hit how many you want. And you, in a couple minutes, it just rolls up on the, there's, there's, I think there's two conveyor belts. There's one on the bottom that is constantly rotating with stuff, with all kinds of sushi plates. And if you see something that's interesting, you just take it. You're like, oh, that looks cool. I'm just going to take that thing. And then you eat it, and then there's a little dispenser on the table that you just drop the plates in. And yeah. it just, like, disappears and goes away. But then if you order something, it comes on the top conveyor belt just right to your table, and you can take it off. 
And so a lot of times they're just like one or two little pieces of, of various things. And then they just eat that. You need to have many plates you want. And then when you're done, you pay at the end based awesome. on how many plates you got. Or, you know, if you order specific things, then those can be various prices. But anything on that bottom conveyor belt, I think, is all the same price. That's killer, man. That's exciting. Yeah, so that'll be the, the first real restaurant experience we have probably what's is there any like what's one of the biggest attractions you think other than like food like what's one of the things you have to see while you're you're gonna go well some of the bigger attractions one of them is definitely the tokyo sky tree okay which is the tallest uh structure they have there in tokyo it overlooks you know it's actually again only a couple miles from where we're at and it you know overlooks everything that's gonna be a little nerve-wracking for me because of the heights deal Mm -hmm. But in the sky tree or in the area around it there, they also have like a planetarium, an aquarium, a lot of other uh, features and attractions like that that we'll probably do. And then there's also Tokyo Disney, which we're going to. Which oh, yeah. I've never been to a Disney World or Disneyland or really. The only theme park thing I've been to was either Dollywood and Carowinds. Okay. Which we, I, you were with me on that trip. Was I? To Carowinds. I believe you were. Okay. I think we went, that was, that was a long time ago. That was, yeah, I've not been to a roller coaster place in a long yeah. time. Yeah, it was a, a long time ago. I remember it though, because I think I got sick. <laughs> that makes sense. I think just because it was that hot. Yeah. It was really hot. Um, I, I actually saw a guy, uh, God, it's like Palo from Tokyo or something like that. I, He's, yep. I know the, I know the channel, you know, the channel. I like that channel a lot, especially like the day in life series. I, I, I don't like him at all. You don't like him. I find him very annoying. Oh, he's just a nice guy. I he's love- nice. I just I don't like the way he does his videos. Well, that's well, blah 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 blah. He but he does he goes to Disney. He goes to Tokyo Disney while he's there, and they do they um they do a thing. It didn't seem that interest like I didn't the room he stayed in and a bunch of other stuff there. Now mm. he was probably doing it really cheap. I don't know. right, but it was not uh, super exciting to me. Right? Yeah, we have. I don't know that I'd want to stay there per chance, but uh, I am excited about going again, going to it because I've never been to any Disney World. My first Disney will be in Tokyo, which is pretty cool. Well, that means, you know, we, one of our listeners who also is one of our, our D and D gamers, you're going to have to get him something for sure. Cause oh, yeah. he loves Disney. Yeah, I feel like he's a Disney land or Disney world like every other week. Yeah. And so you'll have to get him some stuff because He'll love that. Oh yeah, that that's one thing too. We've already discussed too. Uh, we're basically going to go, and you know, we get a couple um, checked luggages with our flight tickets. Yeah, but I don't have. I don't. I don't know that I'll need my checked luggage for any clothes or anything because we're going to be because we're going to be there so long. We're prepping to do laundry and stuff while we're there. Yeah. So because we're going to do laundry, that's you don't need to take a lot of clothes necessarily. And so I'm pretty sure I'll be able to get all of my stuff in my personal item and carry-on that I can have on the plane with me. And so I don't even think I'm going to have a, anything in checked luggage. So all my checked luggage is just going to be full of souvenirs coming back. I'm, I'm throwing this out now. We've not talked about this before, but I think one of those things, and I think we'll split it with our on our company credit card here, our GeekyDC credit card, is um, we need to get like a giveaway item from your trip to give away to our listeners and to mm. like our social media followers. Interesting. Do a, a Japan item giveaway. I think that could be killer. Was it going to be like a Gundam figure or uh, some, some, some candy? I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, food I, items might that be, may be one weird. of those things. Yeah, sending food in the mail is always weird. That may be one of those things that I'll just, as I'm walking around, we're going to go to a ton of like thrift stores and stuff, and I may just see something interesting. Be like, that's it. Yeah. You know, that, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, we'll see. That'd be cool. I think that I think that would be, be an cool. interesting uh, giveaway for our, for our, our folks here. Um, dude, that's site. How long is the, how long is the flight going to be? Uh, forever, uh, fourteen hours. Hmm. We've got a an hour flight from here to Atlanta. Okay. And then maybe like an hour layover, and then it's like a fourteen hour flight to Japan. Wow. Which is weird because like we're leaving here on like a Wednesday morning and getting there Thursday evening. Yeah. <laughs> like the next day. So yeah. it it's that's gonna be wild. It's also weird like coming back. Because you're losing to, time. Because like it'll only be like I don't remember what it was. It was like four or six hours have passed or, or if that even. When in reality it's been like Again, like sixteen or seventeen hours, or some kind yeah. of something like come back total, but it's only been like a couple, as far as date and time. Yeah, so that's going to be kind of trippy. I've never really experienced a jet lag before, so well, I think if anybody's, I think if, if there's a time to experience jet lag, it's going to be a trip to from the east coast of the United States to the eastern side of the planet, other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah. that that's true. So we'll, we'll we'll see, but I'm I'm very very excited. I kind of I want it to happen now. Like, we keep watching videos on it of, like, these, you know, uh, one of them is virtualjapan.tv uh, is a YouTube channel. That's one of my favorites. And th- th- those are the, like, 4K HDR where, like, it's just silent. Mm-hmm. But he's just, like, walking, you know, in, like, 60 frames, just, like, walking through the different places in Japan just to kind of, like, again, just, it's basically sightseeing, like, virtual sightseeing the same way. So we've watched a lot of that. Um, but every time I watch one of those, I just want to be there more. Yeah. I can see that. So I, I've, I've, I've told my wife that I've almost get like homesick. It's weird to get like homesick feeling for a place I've never been. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That I've legit got that. Like I haven't really been like homesick in a long time, but you almost kind of get like a pit in your stomach sort of feeling. I remember it from being like a kid and I've had like a similar reaction, like a physical actual like feeling in my like stomach of that. Ho- like the only thing I can describe as being homesick for longing it's that longing to go to a place, but I've never been there. The Welsh uh, folks, there's a there's a word called, and I don't know the correct pronunciation of it, so I'm going to say it how I how I say it, and that is um, high wraith. It's like uh, that's where it links from, right? From what? From no, oh, it's high rule. <laughs> high rule, yeah. Sorry. So hold on one second. So high wraith is a. Let me actually look it up real quick, because it's it's a term that is a covenant tank that is up really high. From Halo? Is that what you're yeah. describing? Is a Halo thing? A high wraith. So it's it's um a deep longing for something, especially one's home. So I think like that's technically what you're but it doesn't have to like be your home. It means mm. it's, it's a more pull so on, the, on the deep longing side. It's a it's a pull on the heart that conveys a distinct feeling of missing something irretrievably lost. So mm-hmm. hopefully that's not irretrievably lost, but yeah. hopefully, you know, Kim Jong-un doesn't launch like actual missiles over there before you get there. I'm trying not to think about that and like but, the growing conflict with China, I China like Taiwan and like, you know, yeah. Yeah, as soon as you get there, that's pretty close. I'm like, it would, I've been this place that I've been longing as a bucket list item my entire life, finally get the opportunity. And then like some 
freaking bombs go off and they're like oh yeah. we're shutting it down to foreigners yeah i would be i would be devastated i bet me and wife would both be devastated we're, like, we're going anyway <laughs> just yeah. put a flak jacket on <laughs> yeah that'd be killer well for me so uh yeah so we'll, tell me about what you've got well we'll talk the japan we're going to talk more japan especially when it gets closer i'm oh, sure yeah. um and when you're there as well uh, for me, I'm just going, so, you know, we live on the East coast. I'm going to go to South Carolina, Hilton head. We've been there together before oh, yeah. Hilton heads, my favorite place to go. I loved going down there for a week. It's, That's where the story of me passing out in the Mexican restaurant happened. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was fun time. <clears throat> Not, um, but it was, it's a fun place to go. It's one of my, um, being from the Midwest. So for those who aren't familiar with the United States, the Midwesters, it's a very landlocked, you know, the Kansas is in the middle of this, you know, the country. Mm. And so I'm very hot in the summer, very cold in the winters, just extremes both ways. Right. And I going to the beach and being on the beach in that atmosphere is just something that is just amazing to me. Every time I see the ocean, it's like a miracle to me because I can't imagine. I never could imagine it when I was younger. Oh, and that's so, a good point. Yeah. You never got to see it out there. No. Yeah. yeah. Like water. I can't I mean, see the end of it. Like was what was the like is there a lot of like lakes at all or any kind of there was one called Cheney lake and it's actually funny because i remember one time we were looking at our rss feed to our subscribers i remember there was somebody that plotted their thing in Cheney lake oh that's right which oh, was weird yeah, yeah, yeah like some dude out on a boat just yeah. listening to the show that would be that's killer so hey if you are a listener from wichita or Cheney lake or whatever if you're one of our listeners hit yeah. us up because we want to know who you are yeah on on our social media pages but i um, I remember being there and thinking, "Oh, this is a lot of water," but it's no, you know, it's nothing compared to obviously the ocean. It's you know, yeah, it's not minuscule amount. There, there's something different about too, like looking at a body of water and you can't see land on the other side. Yeah. That makes a difference for sure. Which foolishly, I was like, you know, I remember the first time I saw it when I was like 17 when I went to the to the beach with some of your family, and I was like, um, I was like. I can't imagine, like, I was almost, like, expecting to see Big Ben or something, like, you know, like, mm. being able to see into the UK, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> like, not realistically, but, yeah. like, in my head, I was- to see something. Yeah, I was expecting to see more than, you know, like, the horizon that you could see. Right. But I like being out there. I hate being in the water. I like, I like swimming in the ocean, but I don't like the salt water in my eyes. It really oh, yeah, no. gets me angry. I, me too. I don't, I don't, I despise that. But my favorite thing to do, and we do every single year, and I'm excited because my kid, I think, is old enough, and we're trying to take him with us. Is the Commander Zodiac? It's a boat. Oh, it's a boat trip. Like yes. when you get on this, like it's like a little pontoon, yeah, like inflatable, yeah, kind of boat. Like the Navy SEALs use, like a Zodiac right. boat. You know, a rigid inflatable hull. Right, I think is what it is. And yeah. you get on that, and you're like three feet off the water, and you're sitting on the edges of it, and they zip you out there, and there's dolphins it's really a dolphin tour and there's dolphins like pretty much jumping in the boat and yes that was I, I, that i really enjoyed when i got to do that with y'all that one time yeah. that was so much fun and we we saw a couple sharks too yes we they're, did they're smaller ones but they were still sharks oh yeah so there was a lot of dolphins but then yeah we'd see a fan and like that fin looks different and the guy drove the boat was like yep that's a shark yeah there was the last time we went there was uh with my my brother and his family as well they went with us on the boat and we actually saw them in, in in that area, they do that have this really unique feeding called strand feeding where they essentially round up like a ball of fish, you know, they get it to school up mm. and then they chase the fish onto the shore and they get the, the fish to beach themselves. And then the dolphins beach themselves 
grab the fish on the land as they're flopping around and they wiggle their way back down into the water. I think I've seen YouTube videos of that happening. Yeah, it's a very unique thing to like Savannah, Hilton Head, that area where those pods are like the only ones that do it. Right. Wow. So, I mean, they're pretty smart. That makes sense. Very smart. But it's, it's such a cool area, like the low country down there, like the just the atmosphere and like the culture. And I, it's just one of those things. It's my relaxing place. And then we're going to go for a few days up north to Hatteras where my wife's uh, father works on the ferry on the Outer uh, Banks. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So well, cool. That'll be exciting. So that's not a whole lot for me. You know, I'll, I'll take some pictures on my trip out there and we'll, yeah. you know, maybe nice, some nice beach sunsets, beach footage, some nice, yeah. um, food plates and stuff like that. But yeah, that's one thing I, I like I've, most of my family vacation stuff have always been to the beach as well. Yeah. A lot of them have been down to Florida, kind of in the, uh, Panama co- city coastal area there in Panama city has been the, the primary location, but Beach vacations aren't really my ideal vacation. Interesting. Like, they're fun, and and I enjoy them. You know, I like vacation, but it's not... Like, I feel like they never really, you know, give me that full relaxation and and resetting of, like, you know, my mind and soul and everything that vacations are supposed to do. Interesting. What is your ideal vacation? Well, I think it'll be to Japan. Well, hopefully so. So, but, because, like... I'm not a huge water person. I never really have been. Well, like, we're all water people. Two thirds of us are made of water. I don't really like getting in, uh, like too deep out in the ocean or in water where I can't see the bottom kind of thing. Like I don't know what's in there. That freaks me out a little bit. Fish. So fish poop probably like pools and stuff. Yeah, obviously that's fine. But like out in the ocean, like I'm just, I'm not huge on getting, whereas my wife is the complete opposite. She is basically a fish. Like yeah. she'll swim in any water all day long and, and love it. But I, I'm just really not big on it. And then anytime we go, it's during the middle of summer too. So it's always like unbearably hot down there. And I, I will fully admit that I am one of the people, which you already know this, that if I get too hot, I get cranky. Oh yeah. You're, you're a little cranky. It's, baby. If, if I ever get hungry or hot, I get cranky. Yeah. If you mix the two, it's not a good day for me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I will fully admit that those are, those are the things that make me, like, most of the time, I'm very, uh, very happy and, and very joyful about life and everything, but if I get too hungry or get too hot, that can quickly go downhill. Yeah, I think probably the majority of our listeners probably resonate with that as well. Yeah. They, they, most, I don't think, I think most people don't like being too hot. Or Some too... people like laying out and sunbathing, and that's like, there's their gig, and more power to you. I just, I, I don't enjoy the heat too much. I'd much rather be cold than hot. So because of that, like any of the vacations we've had, again, I've enjoyed the time there with family and making the memories and stuff, but it's, you know, I'm never just in like this blissful state of just happiness and relaxation kind of thing. So I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, I can find that in Japan somewhere. Well, I hope you find it too. Hopefully there's an X that marks the spot on that. True. Speaking of Xs, uh, the other week after we recorded... Uh, last week's podcast, we uh, watched the live stream of that uh, Xbox showcase. There wasn't really a whole lot that caught my eye, though. I haven't, in the past really year, like, I haven't spent that much time on my Xbox compared yeah. to, like, my PC. That my PC game time versus console game time has greatly shifted. Yes. In the past year, especially. Um, so, yeah, there hasn't really been one of those 
hot games. I, I played a good bit of that Hogwarts Legacy on an Xbox. Yeah. And need to dive back into that, but there hasn't been much on it that has really grabbed me enough to, you know, keep pulling me back to the, and you know, the, I guess as far as consoles, I was, I am playing the Zelda tears of the kingdom, which is on switch. Yeah. So that is, that's been the most I've ever played our switch that we have by far, but yeah, I haven't really, there hasn't been anything on Xbox for me, particularly that I've felt like putting a lot of time into. Okay. Well, is there something in that showcase that you saw that might pull you back a little bit? Probably so. Which and one? that's what they opened up with, which was Fable. That's right. The new Fable's coming out. So, and there was one of those things, as soon as I kind of saw the trailer for it, and they were talking about heroes, and they were being a little, like, cheeky about some of their stuff, I, I kind of got a hint, but then it, they showed animation of this chicken flying through the air and someone kicking it. I'm like, well, now I know it's Fable. Yeah. You know, because that, that was one of the biggest things in, in the first ones is being able to kick the chickens, being a chicken chaser. So that, and it's, a, it's kind of a, a new reimagining of the, the old ones made by Lionhead. And so, and it's been long enough that they can definitely do a reboot of that series. Yeah, I agree with that. I think especially if, the, you know, I think there's a lot of progress to be made on it for sure. I'm very, I'm excited to see what it'll look like. Right. I mean, that trailer we saw, I mean, like, I guess we didn't see much gameplay per se, but we saw at least graphically what it'll look like. Yeah. So that's exciting. It looks beautiful. Now talk about what, what are we going to be seeing now with the new, like unreal engines, Josh, isn't that going to be, we were talking about this before, how it was going to be. There's a couple other things that were going to be in it too. We, we talked about arc two, but we didn't see anything from that. We didn't. That's the thing, which was disappointing because I was hoping, I was hoping to see something about that either like i want to see gameplay of that that yeah. that's one of the biggest gameplay things i'm waiting on is for arc 2 well I, i'm pretty stoked on the new jedi game that's coming out or the, not the oh. new jedi game the new star wars uh, uh, outlaws star wars outlaws is coming out which is going to be a a open free world. roam rpg thing i think you know one thing i don't like about it is i guess you're just stuck with one character, like there's no character creation. Yeah, I like to have a little, in, in any of my open world things, if it's, because any, with any open world game, there's a good chance it's going to be one of those multi, like, uh, multi-hour games, like, you know, beyond just like a seven to eight hour yeah. game, you're getting into the like, even beyond like the 20 or 30 hour games. If it's open world, oftentimes you're probably going to push close to like 80 or 100 hour games. Over, yeah. And if that's, you know, if it's this big wide open world I'm gonna spend that much time in, I do I personally do like to have some kind of uh, grasp or control over, you know, what my character, you know, looks like, it sounds like and all this stuff so that I can better, you know, relate and immerse myself into that that yeah. world. I mean I've seen some people, you know, make a good point the other way too. I would say though, I would I want something like Mass Effect or like Fallout four where your character is your character, but at least just let me, as long as I can do some, like, you know, I can change male, female, I can change yeah. voice maybe a little bit, and then I can change do some, like, hair, looks. eye colors, things. Yeah. Like, I don't need, like, some of the crazy, you know, where you have a slider for every piece of the face yeah. kind of stuff, like some of those WWE games and whatnot. Yes. But at least a little bit of customization 
in there is nice just to kind of tweak it a little bit. Yeah, but it looks killer. It looks like it's going to have like space combat. You're going to be able to take off from the planet and, you know, go into space and vice versa. And, um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of stoked on, I don't know how, we don't know how many plans there's going to be, but I saw one thing the other day, it was like two speeders and you were like a speeder chase and it slowed down. You almost had like a red dead redemption style, like dead eye camera. Really? Yeah. Where, you know, you slowed everything down and went, you know, blasted both of them. That could be cool. That could be cool. Um, kind of like a quick time event. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that one's definitely, I, I, it hasn't, you know, that's not a, it's not at the point where it's like a definite, like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy that. Like it's a, it's, it's piqued my interest and I definitely want to see more stuff on it. Like I want to see more gameplay. want to see some more things about just a little more in depth, kind of no like you said about more about maybe the scope of it, you know, how big is it really? How much of it can you do type of thing? Yeah. I think I'm probably a must a deaf buy on it, but mm. you know, I just love that kind of, I'm, you know, I think it'll be just right up my alley, but I think, right. You know, another one that kind of falls in the same realm for me is the new Assassin's Creed Mirage mm. as well. That it also looks really cool. It, it's, it, it, a lot of it harkens back to the original Assassin's Creed. And it actually takes place, I think, like a, maybe a couple hundred years before that first one with Altair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's back in kind of the Middle Eastern uh, setting and stuff. And some of the gameplay I saw from it, as far as like the parkouring and just the settings and the urban kind of sprawls that they have, it all looks very similar to that first one, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But that one, again, at that same time, I'm almost like, it's kind of that same thing. Like yeah. it's we I've already done that. Sure. In that first one, and so, and I play. Yeah, I pretty much I I didn't hundred percent, but I beat most of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. So I, I put a lot of hours into Odyssey, and so that really set me on my Assassin's Creed fix for a while. But you know, I've mentioned before that. I want that feudal Japan one, which we talked about before that there yeah, is one project, coming project red or yes, something. Yes, like there that. is one coming and I think that'll be exciting. I think if they give us what we want and we, you know, with the success that the ghost of Tsushima had, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that it would be awesome. Yeah. That, that, so I, this one Mirage, I, it, I'll have to, again, I'll have to see and, and wait to maybe like that may be one that I wait on some reviews or something when it comes out, but I, I may end up checking it out. We'll see. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if I have the time in my life when that comes out to devote to an open world game, that also is a big factor. And nowadays, if I get a game or not, is if I even have the time to play it. Sure. So that one's still a maybe. Um, but yeah, when they come out with the, yeah, but if I do end up skipping that, if they do come out with a feudal Japan one, I'll be all about that. I'll be like Jonesing for a ninja Assassin's Creed yes. game of some I kind. I think everybody's wanted that for a long time. Yeah. Um, one game that I'm pretty stoked on that I was not stoked on until we saw the everything and we got to the star was the Starfield video game. Oh, Starfield yeah. Direct that when I started watching it I was like, "Oh, this is going to be awesome." The fact that either the your backgrounds that you have and the you know, you're going to have your characters going to have backgrounds that determine like what they're good at. Yeah. It's like a really interesting RPG thing and that's going to affect how you interact with people as you're moving about the galaxy. And how many star systems they say there was? There's a thousand planets. A thousand planets, just enough to where it'll take forever if you ever wanted that to go you, there. But you probably like you'd have to be hard pressed to 
explore all of them. Mm-hmm. And they even said, like, you know, when it comes to DLC and stuff, they don't know that they'll add more planets and stuff, but there may be... Just make it more dense. A, a planet that you've been to, but that you're just like, you know, something has happened on that planet now, and you yeah. have to go back to it. Yeah. And there's this whole new something going down on it. But it looked very, you know, the fallout, it looked like it had decent gunplay. It looked like it had definitely some melee weapon stuff in it. Yeah. And then one of the most exciting things for me is just the ship customization. That is wild. So in, in the Starfield ship customization, you're going to be able to take and just like, you'll have your base ship and you can just add modules on like Lego style, I mean, ad hoc. And you could, I think they made, what they say? They made a transformer one time. They made it look like a Megazord or something. Yeah, they made it look like a Megazord. In the Starfield Direct, they were showing us this and was taking off like, it, it out, like out of its feet. like boosters in its feet. So you kind of like envision either the kind of community crafting thing the little town crafting thing you had from Fallout 4 where you could make little bases and stuff and combine that with this, you know, craze of crafting in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom where people are taking the Zonai devices and making like mechs yeah. with lasers and stuff yes. and that. I haven't got anywhere near that point in the game yet. But yeah, they're making ridiculously complex and crazy contraptions there. So it's a similar kind of thing. You give building blocks and you can, you know, it's probably, it'll probably be a thing that like you have to have a, you know, a certain amount of required um, components or power, or, or like you have to units. have power for like it. You have to have, you know, for it to be account as a ship that can take off, it has to have this many boosters, or, and mm-hmm. it has to, it has to have a booster. It has to have like a cockpit or, or like a, a bridge of some kind, and then you know, some kind of power supply. Like yeah. you're saying, like you probably have a couple required things, but anything in between it or attached to it is just extra, and so you can just. Make it however you want to. Yeah, exactly. I think that'll be interesting to see that for sure. Um, yeah. And I think there was ship-to-ship combat, correct? Didn't we see a little I, yeah, bit I believe, of that? I believe so. I will say, though, that I still still have a longing. For co-op. Yes, for yes. being able to do that and build this custom ship, but then have a, it manned by a multi-crew, make it a multi-crew shri- ship, mm-hmm. where you can invite a friend in, and they can run your navigation systems or the radars or the weapons yeah or the power manager you know all of what you can do in star citizen exactly star citizen is yeah. definitely the front runner there has all of that stuff already on it um and uh, elite dangers has some similar thing yeah you know you can even though the some of that stuff is not on console for like they have on computer for yeah. elite dangerous but you could get you know hop in the ship with you and you yeah. could man weapons, or you could you could fly. A we, did, snub we, fighter. we did that a little bit on on the Xbox version, where you were flying the ship, and I was in the co-pilot, uh, like shooting missiles and yeah. stuff. We did just a little. It was just a taste of it, but yeah, they've stopped updating the console versions and moved on to the PC version. So maybe we, you know, we can try out the PC version at some point. At some, point. I'd be, be interested fun. to try that out. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I want that co-op space adventure. That's that's my longing in a, in a game. It would be crazy. I, I think Star, if Starfield had that with like the customization, both of us being able to import like our custom characters, even if it's just one to two people, yeah. maximum four, I think, yeah. you know, just buff up the enemies, add extra Like enemies. Borderlands. Yes, exactly. Borderlands did co-op. That's one of the best implementations of co-op of any game I've played. Yeah. That it, like even no matter where in the story, like, yeah, somebody could just join in with whatever level character they are mm-hmm. and it scales all the enemies to kind of match an average Yep. on what y'all are doing and they can just pick up and complete missions with you yep. and take stuff back into their campaign. It bumps your levels up super fast too when you're when you're yeah. lower level and 
fighting those heavier guys. Yeah, like, just do something like that. Like, it's been done before, a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. And that would be, having that in, a, a, yeah, a, a space exploration thing. You know, again, some people might say, well, you can kind of do that in No Man's Sky. And yeah, there is co-op in that space exploration, but it's, there's like, a, there's like, the aesthetic there's, a, ha- there's a handful of wished of, of um, components that I would wish for. And one of them is, yeah, like I would take that co-op stuff from No Man's Sky and, you know, combine the aesthetics and the graphical fidelity of like an Elite Dangerous mm-hmm. and kind of mix that stuff together. And then the co-op, you know, compatibility from like Borderlands, which and also in that vein, Star Citizen does have most of that. Yeah. But. It's that, not always stable. It, it It's not always stable. It's still in development. And that game, like, I've got a decent gaming computer. That game is still real taxing on my computer. And so it's not a very fluid. Like, I can kind of get in it and walk around and stuff, but I don't feel like it's something I could, it's at a place where I could, you know, play it like I would any other game at the moment. So might still be down the road. I don't know. We'll see when Squadron 42 comes out, I guess, a thing to play. If that's kind of a self-contained deal, but you definitely need a beefy computer to play that like you're supposed to. Yeah. Well, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to see it. So I think for us, for me in particular, the games that came out of the Xbox showcase is going to be Fable, mm-hmm. Starfield, yep. Star Wars Outlaws. Yep. Maybe the, Assassin's Creed Mirage, depending. Yeah. We'll see on that. Um, those are the ones that definitely stood out to me. Now, there is a new mobile game coming out for Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Jade Kingdom or something like that, or Jade I seen something. That. It just came out with some stuff recently, um, so I'm interested to see what that'll be like. Um, huh. Some people have done mobile games well, i.e. Fallout. I thought they had a great, you know, Fallout Shelter was a great little thing. For sure. So we'll see what goes on with uh, what Assassin's Creed brings to the table there. Yeah, that's pretty cool stuff. So yeah, overall, like I mean, it's an all right show. There are a couple highlights. We yeah. we are both. I grew up with PS PlayStation a little bit with my my friend's house, and I my first console I had was a PS2, and then we became Xbox people, or I became an Xbox person with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I mean, I know you, a lot of you guys, you know, are are PlayStation folks as well. So we'll try to get some stuff about any of that coming up in the future, and right. post any of those things coming. Um, and if you hear anything or you think anything's exciting, you know, put it, post it on our Instagram. We were definitely interested to hear about it. Yeah. Which that Instagram, you can find us at geek ETC podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. And you can search geek ETC podcast on YouTube, all one word. And it'll bring up our YouTube channel as well, which please subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. And listen to the show there as well. And if you do, you know, give some, some thumbs up and all that jazz. Yeah, a rating for the podcast would be super great too. If you get, if anybody wants right. to throw us, a that sp- actually goes a long way. Rate. If you yeah give those like five star reviews on Apple Podcasts and those those uh, good reviews on Spotify and stuff, it it just takes a minute. You know, it's a few clicks, but it it actually helps us out a lot. So yeah, and that way you know we'll be around. and You can possibly win something in our giveaway when it comes time for the uh, the right. Japanese item giveaway. When I, when I get back from the trip. Um. You know, circling back to that for a second, what is your what is your favorite Japanese food? By the way, favorite Japanese food? Yeah, I can't give you an answer on that because overall, I haven't tried that much. So this is definitely going to be a trip of new horizons. So you're going to be very explorative. I'm going to try my best. You know, I've always been somewhat of a picky eater. That's changed a lot since I've been married. 
for sure, which is good. My palate is slowly expanding, but this will be a this will be an interesting interesting trip as far as uh, food goes. I've already kind of told uh, my wife that like I'm, I'm not if it's got suction cups on it, I ain't doing it. Man, you know who loves that? My son. Really? My son. So we get this, uh, I think it's called like Ikumari or something like that from, from a local Japanese place every, like every Friday, every other Friday. Mm-hmm. And he, cause he wants to eat, he loves it. And it's just because of King Kong. Oh, really? <laughs> it's because of King Kong Skull Island. Yeah. He loves to play with it a little bit, but then he eats it too. So it's so weird seeing my son and he doesn't want to eat the circles parts of it. He wants to eat the tentacles. Oh my God. So he's just there chewing on tentacles and then he eats the he eats broccoli with my general so sauce on it. So he's that's what he that's what he says on Fridays. He's like, We well, have broccoli and squid? Because that's <laughs> what he wants is broccoli and really? squid. Yeah, that's like his favorite meal. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah, like I mean, I'm not a fishy person at all much anyway, but I think there'll be a, a, a few shoes, sushis that I'll at least like try and give a shot. Yeah, but I I can't I just I I can't do the I can't do anything with the suction cup stuff. Like if it has suction cups or like at one point contained an ink sack, I'm just not I'm not about that. Interesting. So, but hey, you know, for you know, as a staple for us geeks at at these conveyor belt sushi places they also just have some like chicken fried chicken tender things do they yeah i was looking on the menu and they just have these legit little like sushi size like fried chicken bite deals i was like all right i'm good there you go as a backup i can get that and some watermelon or something (laughs) so curious to see if japanese watermelon tastes any different from american watermelon what is it? They have like those two hundred dollars strawberries and stuff have you ever seen that like five i've seen like the white strawberries and stuff but I don't, I don't know about this expensive like cantaloupe. It was like $500. Really? Like, oh my God. Are you yeah. sure it wasn't just 500 yen? No, 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 <laughs> not, not 500 yen. It was like a $500 cantaloupe or something like that. Oh, wow. I haven't seen that, but if, if I come across one of those, I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> We're not getting that for sure. No. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That I'll have to pass on that. But yeah, I don't really have a, a favorite. I mean, yeah, like my wife is a big into sushi. Yeah, you know we've we've got went to a sushi place before. We need to do that again. Also, need to go. Get oh, for sushi. sure, that would be that'd be good. But yeah, she's like, I cannot wait to get there. And she like she likes seafood. But again, where we're at, you can get seafood, but you know you know it's not the freshest it could be. Oh, here on the east yeah, coast. Yeah, here yeah. on the east coast in America. But and like when we went to the beach, you know she'd get seafood there and talk about how oh you can tell it's better because it was probably caught that morning. And so there. Um, She's really looking forward to it. There's actually one restaurant where they have this like river running through the middle of it and they give you a fishing pole and you literally catch your dinner. In Japan? Yeah. Oh, okay. That you get a fishing pole and there's like these different sections that hold different kinds of fish. Like some are in like, each, some of them are different prices. Mm. And you sit there and you literally catch, you, know, they, you catch the thing and you, as you get it, then someone else has a net and you grab it and then they do this little like chant and little dance and kind of song that they do as like a celebration for catching the thing and then they pull out a menu and say how do you want it prepared that's awesome (laughs) fried and like or sushi or sushimi or whatever and you just like point to whichever like i want the fish this way that's some like stardew valley stuff right there it is and so you literally catch it and then you just go sit down at your table and they will bring it bring it out to you the fish you caught so that's about as fresh as you can get oh yeah so she's like we're definitely doing that got to yeah so that'll be that'll be a fun time Hey, so um, 
you can go to our Patreon. Yes, with the crew ever expanding all the time, you know, hopefully at a quicker rate. <laughs> but uh, if, if you have an interest in, and you're enjoying this show and what we are doing with it and are looking forward to hearing more and you're seeing more content in the future, then yeah, go check out our, our Patreon, you know, give help help us out, help us, you know, cover some of the costs of making this show and, you know, some of the, you know, website costs and hosting costs and all that kind of thing. You know, there is some upkeep with it. So any, any amount anybody can contribute is super, super helpful. And you can contribute for just as little as a dollar a month. That's right. That's right. We have, we have a couple tiers and then, you know, like we said earlier, even if it's just giving us five stars on Apple podcasts or something like that, super helpful. So, you know, be like our friends, Tom and Ben, uh, who are who have joined our crew and you know let's let's get out there and see the galaxy together for sure i'm uh looking forward to seeing where it leads us absolutely hopefully not into a neutron star or not into a black hole those are two of my <laughs> things i don't want to go to no that, that's worse than the ocean so like we said remember you can follow us on instagram at geekytc podcast Yes, and on Twitter at Geek ETC Podcast. And on YouTube at Geek ETC Podcast. As well. And we also um, upload the shows at our website, geekETCpod.com. That's and right. you can go there to check out uh, show notes from every episode. I, I curate those wherever possible. Um, and below the episodes, you can kind of, there'll be links to some things we talk about in the shows. And you can kind of check them out for yourself if you're interested. Absolutely. Well, Remember, geeks fight better together. They do. And always remember, whatever you do, keep geeking out. All right, you ready to eat all these, uh, these toxic some, waste? Give some more of them toxic waste. That's you want to eat good. them all at once? Let's see what, 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 what happens if you do ignore the warning. Ooh, maybe my tongue will bleed. Maybe your head will blow up. Ooh.